Before we get into basketball, told you about some of the new programs that you can look forward to, more of Michael Kelly's Bull Speed Ahead and the return of Kelly's Conversations. Also, next week, back to the photo shoot grind, which is a good grind, basically. I am able to set up my audio equipment right next to where they are doing a photo shoot. We did this last with basketball. Missed, unfortunately, the day that softball and track and field were there, so uh, I was actually on the road in the Bahamas, unable to do that, but baseballs is next week so you're going to hear a lot of members of the baseball team my conversations with them on this here program had a chance to say hi to billy mole the head coach of course yesterday as well he is really looking forward to what's going to be a challenging season and a very challenging first weekend playing three strong programs in order and as he told me why not have a regional the first week yukon louisville and charlotte does feel like an ncaa tournament regional of course joined by a team that wins regionals with regularity. Okay, it won for the first time in school history, but yeah, you get the idea, and that is coming up before you know it, the middle of February. Coming up this weekend, start off with the men tomorrow against Tulane, airtime 3.30 for Jim Lighthall and Joy Johnson, who are making the trip to New Orleans, Tulane a team. That's 5-7, and seven, but if you look at their record, they've had some really close games that they Lost. In fact, I got to witness a couple of them early in their season in the Bahamas. Frankly, they should have had both Toledo and Valpo and kind of blew it at the end, but they certainly have talent. And it showed when they started off the conference season beating Memphis. Now, granted, the Tigers didn't have their top three scores, but they followed that up with a rout of Cincinnati up 26 in the first half and beat the Bearcats 68-60. Didn't shoot too well in the second half, below 20%, but they had that huge lead. And then... Almost made it 3-0. Came back from down 15 in the first half at East Carolina. This was just a couple nights ago. And led by as many as five midway through the second. I mean, they really blitzed them, but ended up falling in overtime 88-80. So this is a team that almost is 3-0 in the conference. Led by Jalen Cook and Jalen Forbes. Spelled differently with their first names, but both averaging more than 16 points a game. In fact, Cook right at 19.6 points per game. They do get out-rebounded by more than 7 per contest. However, they only turn it over 12 times a game, which is a low number. Here's a little bit of Brian Gregory from after the game Wednesday against Houston, where the Bulls made it close for a half but ended up losing to the 12th-ranked team in the country, 83-66. to Yeah, we got to do you know a much better job overall defensively than, than obviously we, we, we did tonight. And, and I say that, and they go, you know, seven for 21 it wasn't like they hit 15 threes on us but um you know they did go four for 10 in the second half but their baskets were, were around the around the rim we got to do a good job and we you know again it's a team that you may have to play small against you know what i mean you may have to play small against because a lot of times they got five guys on the perimeter we got caught we gave up six points with them stretching tonight so it's something that we got to take a look at and guys got to be ready to go because you got to defend all five positions against Tulane. Again I've seen Tulane in person twice they do not have a 6'10 player like Josh Carlton who put up 30 points and 11 rebounds against the Bulls it was 40 to 37 at halftime as the Bulls were hitting their threes in the first. Ball is tossed up and USF wins the tip as Chiwa normally does at seven feet tall and Caleb Murphy controls it and brings it into the front court. Javon Green with a high arcing three right off the bat. A triple for Javon Green. Happy New Year, number one. Well, I like that. I like that. Javon Green was not shy, put it up there and made it. That gives the Bulls a 3-0 lead. Literally made the ball drop. 
at New Year's. Love that shot by Green. Caleb Murphy on the perimeter. He has a smaller guy on him and Jamal Shedd. Gets it off to Jameer Chaplin. Back to the top to Green. Now he steps to his right. Fires a three again. He's got another three. Jamal Green dries his hands. He's wet from the perimeter. Well, this is the Javon Green that we thought we'd see all season. A guy that can just light it up and take over. And we have certainly seen that in the opening minutes here from Javon. Six-nothing lead in the opening 70 seconds. Josh, right side pass. Boggs is wide open for three. He lets it fly. Why not? Let's get in on the party. Jake Boggs with a triple, and the Bulls are three for three from long range. 11-2 to two was the score at the time. Unfortunately, the pace would slow. Jameer Chaplin hit one at the midway point of the first half, and then Green hit his third with about two minutes to go as the Bulls hung around again 40-37 to 37 against a Houston team that basically prides itself on defense. Top 10 in the country in pretty much all the important defensive categories, and the Bulls shot 44% against them, 5 for 9 on threes in the first half. Unfortunately, that flipped in the second half. Just 2 of 11 on threes and just 10 of 32 from the floor. After making those three threes, Green was held to 1 of 5 scoring for the game. He and Jameer Champlin both scored 16 points. Jalen McQuery added 12 points for the boards. 7 rebounds each for Champlin and Chiwa. But the visitors lit it up in the second half. 15 of 24. That's 62% from the floor. Actually, the category that you're concerned about getting drubbed by Houston in was even. That's offensive rebounds, 12 apiece. In fact, the Bulls only turned it over eight. Granted, Houston just six. So it's the Bulls against Tulane. Airtime 3.30 for Jim and Joy from New Orleans on Saturday. Then Sunday, we'll be on the air a little bit before noon, 11.45, myself and Bridget Miranda. It's International Day, which, of course, fits the Bulls roster because they have so many internationals. What they did on Wednesday was unbelievable without their Italian international point guard, one of the best in the country, top 10 in assists, Elisa Pinzon, did not make the trip unavailable. So was her backup. And so all they did was move Maria Alvarez, three-point shooter, to point guard, and all she did was play the entire game with seven assists. Elena Chinecki played the entire game, had 21 points, five assists, and more importantly, locked down, Chinecki locked down, Akira Levy, the opposing point guard, who was Cincinnati's leading scorer, had attempted by nearly 50 more shots than anybody else on the team. She was 2 of 4 for 4 points, so the Bulls actually won the point guard battle without Elisa Pinzon. Now, after the first quarter, Cincinnati actually outscored the Bulls by 4 the rest of the way. But when you outscore your opponent 23-4 to 4 in the first quarter, that's okay. Now a 1-2-2 trap, and Maria Alvarez is able to dribble out of it. Not bad there. 13-4, to 4, so the Bulls scored 13 points in a row. And popping open off two screens is Sidney Harvey on the right side, and the Bulls are rolling 19-4. to 4. It was a nice look by Elena Chinecki. Out to Maria for an open three. Good. Third opportunity of that possession, and another three. Four for eight are the Bulls from distance, and they are crushing Cincinnati 22-4. to four. Pretty fitting that the ball's in the hands of Maria Alvarez to end this one. She played the entire 40 minutes of this game. The impromptu point guard did a pretty fine job. So uh, playing the whole game 40 minutes and seven assists, not bad from your makeshift point guard tonight, Coach. Yeah, you know, when you, when you got when you got your uh, starting point guard out, you got your backup point guard out, uh, Sidney Harvey was limited in minutes, you know, go on the road and get, get a conference win, we'll take it. I want to talk one, about one player, Elena Chinecki, not just for her points, she led with 21, but I thought her defense on Levy got her out of her game. Was she that did, she did. I thought she, she had good coverages. We just went under screens. Really proud of her. 
of her effort today, especially after last game. She didn't do a good job containing the dribble. And just glad to get this win in, Coach, and maybe be uh, healthier this yeah, weekend, hopefully. Yeah, let's just hopefully. get our healthy. Let's just get uh, back to full strength. That's the most important thing. 61-46, the final Cincinnati was at relatively full strength. They were just missing their Scott sisters, who neither of whom make more than four points per game. So they had their starting lineup, and they were changing it pretty quickly after that blitz by the Bulls in the first half. Offensive rebounds, 16-2 to favor of the Bulls. Now, they turned it over seven times in the third quarter, started to sputter on offense, but when you're limited, they only played three players off the bench, you are going to probably slow down at some point. But Betty Menunga, 14 points and 15 rebounds as the Bulls out-rebounded the Bearcats, 47-25. And oh, by the way, Menunga leads the country in total rebounds. The last loss for the Bulls, Ole Miss, they actually returned to action for the first time in two weeks last night, and they got back to doing their thing. They rolled the Gators. One of the teams the Bulls lost to, Tennessee, romped Texas A&M by more than 20 points last night. Good stuff happening as far as the Bulls' opponents, and we'll talk more about it, of course, on Sunday's broadcast, which begins at 11.45. Incidentally, in a little note, I might have thrown it out there last week that who knows if the Memphis game will get made up because who knows if Memphis actually wants to reschedule the game. I've learned that Memphis's new head coach is all about it. So that game that we missed at the Yingling Center last weekend looks like it'll get played at some point. But for now, a Wichita State team that is off to a good start. Actually was off to a really good start at seven and one has since fallen to nine and five and has dropped its last three, but against good teams. Kansas at home, sixty eight fifty five, then they went to Oklahoma and lost by 22. Incidentally, Oklahoma, the team that just jumped the Bulls in the last rankings. First game being ranked, lost to Iowa State, whose Beatrice Jordal, former Bull, came off the bench and got them for 15 points and seven rebounds. But back to Wichita, Cougars went on a 13-0 run and eventually beat Wichita 66-61. But a lot of returners from last year, the one big addition is their leading rebounder and third leading scorer, Jane Asende, averaging more than nine points and more than nine rebounds a game. Their leading scorer is Mariah McCulley. She's their best shooter. Their point guard, Seraphine Baston, is one of three players averaging right at around eight, nine points a game. But she also, of course, has the team lead in assists, 54, and is second in rebounds, 41 offensive rebounds. And that's the point guard. We talked about Jane Ascende. She's got 45 offensive rebounds. So the Bulls just played a Bearcats team that was coughing up a lot on the offensive glass. Wichita's the opposite. They are averaging, the Shockers, 16.5 offensive rebounds per game. That's a lot. So the Bulls have to be ready to battle on Sunday at noon. We'll be on the air at 1145. That'll do it for Bulls Beat. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.